Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of July 2nd, 2023. I am speaking for three organizations this month of July, so my talk for ESAR on the Moon Phase Families will be on July 9th. ESAR is the International Society of Astrology Research. Really excited about this talk. If you're not a member and you're really interested in astrology, check them out at esar.org. On Friday, July 14th, I will be giving this talk in person for the San Diego Astrological Society. And the next day, Saturday, July 15th, I will be providing a workshop about lunar planning So this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for people to come in person and learn about how to use the moon cycles to achieve your goals, as well as stay present in what's going on with your life. I use the moon cycles to retire early from my corporate career and pursue my passion and purpose as an astrologer. And on July 22nd, I'm giving a talk for Synchronicity University about forecasting the future with eclipses. So you can check out the link in the show notes or go to my website, astrologybyceleste.com to learn more about the workshop I'm giving in San Diego. And I hope to see you at one of these events. In last week's episode, I talked about how there were two big transits that I was watching to see how the stories melded together. And the transits were Mars in Leo, square Uranus in Taurus. Mars is the planet of war, Uranus the planet of rebellion, and Mercury in Gemini, square Neptune in Pisces. Mercury rules communication, and Neptune rules compassion and forgiveness, as well as illusions and delusions. The Wagner Group is a private Russian military company, that's headed by a man named Pergozin, who is called Putin's chef. And they are mercenaries known for extreme brutality. They're a very Uranian group. Uranus rules chaos and deviance. You can Google this group to see they've done a lot of horrific things around the world, especially in Africa for dictators there. They have been helping Putin with the war in Ukraine, and they're a lot more competent than Russian soldiers. Anyway, Prigozhin has become increasingly angry with the head of the Russian military for a lack of support, including ammunition, and he decided to lead a coup where he left Ukraine and started heading to Moscow. 
for a confrontation, but a deal was struck before he reached Moscow for him to go to Belarus in exile and be forgiven for this revolt. Putin called him a traitor earlier in the day, but then this deal was made. Mars Square Uranus is a textbook aspect for a coup d'etat where rebels Uranus try to start a war Mars with their leaders. And Mercury Square Neptune, an agreement for forgiveness for the actions that they were planning to take. So we'll see. Neptune rules deception as well as compassion, but we'll see whether it lasts or these people are punished. You know, Pergosian should really watch what he drinks and eats and stay away from windows. But that's an example of how astrology and action shows up. The theme of this week is Hot Girl Summer, and there are three big things I want you to think about. The first is that Venus will square Uranus three times during its transit through the sign of Leo. So today, July 2nd is the first one, August 9th is the second one, and September 23rd is the last one. And the reason it's happening three times is because of the Venus retrograde. Now, I had a workshop yesterday where we dive deep into all things about Venus, the retrograde, this transit, and you can purchase it from the show notes or go to the link astrologybyceleste.com. If you are interested, it's only $22. You'll also get to see hot take readings to see how these transits are showing up in people's lives. So the three aspects are happening between Venus and Leo and Uranus and Taurus between 21 and 23 of their respective signs. So especially people who have fixed placements between, let's say, 20 and 25 of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, you may see a story that has a three-part act where there could be an event around July 2nd then it can come back up for review around August 9th. And then there's the conclusion around September 29th or the psychological integration of what came before. Venus rules love, jewelry, beauty, harmony, pregnancy, fashion, art, seduction. It rules parties, weddings, alliances, gifts, vacations, It also rules the kidneys and, you know, female reproductive systems. And it's transiting the sign of Leo, which rules children and entertainment, actors and royalty, recreation, self-expression. And Uranus breaks things. It can break things or be a breakthrough. Uranus liberates. It can bring big, unexpected surprises. It's exciting. It also rules technology, science, mass media, air transportation, chaos, rebellions, fanatics. It invents, it shocks, it causes instability. Uranus rules astrology, the internet, and out-of-the-blue opportunities. And in the sign of Taurus, it's about food and enjoying sensual pleasures, money, banking, things like that. So we may be getting surprising news about money things, 
royalty, celebrities, women. This is not a time to be getting any kind of cosmetic surgery or you know, lip injections or any kind of thing like that. What can happen is you go get a change in beauty, a Venus topic, and it looks terrible. Now, a jewelry heist or a bank robbery could be something that comes up at this time, or you go to a party and you have the best time of your life, or you get a surprise gift. Venus rules flowers, maybe, you know, think about buying some flowers for your sweetie or a friend or just someone who needs a lift me up or buying the cup of coffee for the person behind you at the coffee shop. These are a few things that you can think about with this transit. So really stay present through this cycle to see what comes up to your attention. Now, Vladimir Putin's chart has a D rating, so we're not sure of his birth time. We call it dirty data. But, you know, watching his chart, it looks very quite accurate. Someone has rectified his chart based on events in his life. And I am now completed a class on rectification, which is how you, what with rectification, what you do is take a bunch of events in people's life and you can back calculate their birth time. And it can be so helpful to know your exact descendant and it can help you with forecasting what's going on in your life. If you're interested and you don't know your birth time or your birth time is an estimate, you can email me at Celeste at Astrology by Celeste and we can discuss if you want to get your chart rectified by me. Putin is thought to be a Scorpio rising, which makes sense with his Nicknamed the Butcher, a three-degree Scorpio rising. So the south node is on his ascendant. And the south node is a drain. And it symbolizes, it can be a time where you're feeling extra tired or weak when the south node is conjunct your ascendant. Or you're like letting things go and releasing things. Or you're being extra charitable or spiritual is also a possibility. And he has his Pluto in the 10th house at 22 degrees of Leo. So this Venus square Uranus transit is impacting his chart where Uranus from his seventh house of the other, which can be marriage partners, but it can also be open enemies, is going to be squaring his Pluto, which rules power and death. Pluto humbles, Pluto humiliates, Pluto burns things down to the stud in order to be rebuilt. His Pluto is thought to be conjunct his midheaven and his south node. So he's having a very south node experience with this. And so there's going to be three hits. And I wonder if people who think they are his allies, because Venus is going to be on his Pluto, and midheaven during these transits. People he thinks are, are his allies or his friends are going to be turning against him and taking his power away or even perhaps, you know, killing him. The next thing I want to make you aware of is we're going to have a full moon at 11 degrees of Capricorn tomorrow. Capricorn is the sign of legacy. It's our work. Capricorn is associated with leadership and discipline and like putting in the effort in order to achieve your goals. You can think about the seagoat 
who is so determined to get to the top of the mountain or wherever it's trying to go to, if it runs up against an obstacle, it finds a way around or under or up over or sideways. So think about that. Consider what is worth your effort. Where are you putting your energy? Cabernet Cohen is cardinal initiating energy as well as it's a earth sign. So you're thinking about what are you manifesting in the material world? And full moons are times of release. So are there goals that you had that you are no longer enthusiastic about, that you wanna let go of? And also, you know, forgive yourself if you didn't achieve something that you had set out to do. And it's okay to change your mind about things. The new moon last week was in in Gemini, a mutable sign. So maybe you need to make adjustments and it was square Neptune. So maybe you need to let something go. Also, you can consider the sun is at 11 degrees of cancer. Cancer rules security and how we keep ourselves safe. And as well as home, family, and foundations, you can be considering work-life balance during this time. Is there something that you need to adjust? And you can also consider how fears of failure keep you from taking risks to achieve your goals. So this is a great time to think about, you know, your most private self, your your fears, your internal emotional world and reactions, how they relate to your path out in the world and your legacy and what you want to achieve. The lunar phase family for this cycle, these are these 27-month cycles where we'll have pivot points every nine months. The new moon was on January 2nd of 2022 at 12 degrees of Capricorn. The first quarter moon was October 2nd at 9 degrees of Capricorn. And now we're having the full moon where all is revealed. So You may become aware of certain things during this illuminating phase. It's interesting. Venus and Uranus is really kind of present, that square the whole week. I want people to be especially careful about July 4th if you are in the U.S. and are celebrating, especially about parades with large groups of people. There's some chaotic energy this week. And Mercury is on the fixed star Sirius, which is the shining one or the scorcher, and it's combust. So it's being burnt up by the sun where something could be, a combustion is also invisible where there could be something hidden. And when looking at the chart for Washington, D.C., which is the capital of the United States, so it can be indicative of what's going on here. Mercury and the sun are in the 12th house of hidden enemies. And so it's a Leo rising chart. So the sun rules the people and Chiron is at the midheaven, which is very public in the sign of Aries. So there may be some kind of spectacular event where, you know, some kind of domestic terrorist event can be going on where someone's using some kind of transportation vehicle to try to hurt people, whether it's a boat or a car or something like that. Or maybe it's just about, you know, difficulties at the airport where a lot of 
flights get canceled. There's something about a new software that's going in for planes and older planes aren't going to be able to fly in any kind of bad weather. So maybe a lot of flights will be grounded. That could be what comes up at this time. Yeah, but Venus and Mars are both squaring Uranus within three degrees of separation. And yeah, this could be Bonnie and Clyde. Like notice if you see a couple acting outrageously or doing something wild. Yeah, Uranus is also opposite Eurydice. In Greek mythology, Orpheus and Eurydice were a couple deeply in love. Orpheus was an amazing musician. You can Google it to read about it. It's a tragic love story. Anyway, to cut to the chase, I'm wondering if with Uranus opposite this asteroid, there will be something surprising at like a music event or a music concert. And it came up into my mind that maybe uh, Taylor Swift is having a couple of concerts. So if you're going to one of them or there may be something, you know, on the news about something surprising with Venus square Uranus, like maybe a surprise guest joining her, this full moon is on her Neptune in Capricorn conjunction with Saturn in Capricorn. Neptune is associated with music as well. It also can be about illness, like I wonder if she'll have, you know, maybe a throat issue, Uranus and Taurus, and have to postpone a concert or something like that. So she's someone I'm keeping my eye on about this. It's also Sun and Pluto are parallel each other. That's like a secret conjunction. And they're also parallel the asteroid nemesis. So this can be a great time for competition. So sports competitions could be extremely intense and combative and things like that. Now things could get nasty. I got an image of a pickleball game turning into like an all and out battle where people are trying to like, like acting like it's life and death who wins. So yeah, see if you notice especially intense competition this week. Now there's a yod forming in the sky. A yod is a chart pattern called a finger of God where there is an apex planet which makes a king kungs to two planets at the base. It looks like a triangle and those two planets at the base sextile each other. So the two king kungses, king kungses are irritations. There are aspects there where we need to release something and move ourselves into a new situation. But the sextile helps integrate them. And with Mars and Leo at the apex, uh, it could be like something about an event or conflict. Now, Mars will King Kunk's Neptune. Mars and Leo, King Kunk's Neptune and Pisces, both at 27 degrees this Thursday, July 6th. And then on Sunday, the 9th, Mars will King Kunk's Pluto and Capricorn, and they'll both be at 29 degrees. So there could be some big action. So hopefully the Canadian fires have gotten under control because this could be Leo is a fire sign, like something about like really out of control fires. If you have planets or points near the end of the signs, this could be something where you are feeling really determined to take action about something. And 
Potentially, Pluto can be really willful, the will and the drive. And maybe with Neptune, you find creative solutions to get what you want done, but it could be a bit difficult. So think about how you Mars is energy, how you can manage your energy this week. Now, Donald Trump's Mars is at 26 Leo. So I wonder if he'll be indicted by Georgia for trying to get, you know, the 11,000 votes or if he'll make some kind of plea deal with Jack Smith, the special prosecutor for the documents case. For Putin, Neptune in the sky is on his asteroid Pallas Athene, which is the asteroid of strategy. From day one, this atrocious war in Ukraine has been showed a complete lack of strategy, and Neptune's been hovering around there for a long time. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his the chart that we have for him that speak to what a horrific personal mistake as well as you know global tragedy this war is. And Mars in his 10th house of fighting, and he's fighting for survival and to hold on to power. But Mars, King Kung's Pluto, and Capricorn at the 29th anoretic degree, which is karmic and is a degree of decay. It'll be interesting to see if he's removed from power. On Sunday, the word is electric. We start the week with the moon in Sagittarius. This is the day Venus squares Uranus, and it's also biquintile Neptune. So hopefully you'll just have a lot of fun and excitement on this day if that's what you're interested in. The moon will enter the sign of Capricorn at 10.19 a.m. Pacific time. And so you can think about your legacy and what work you need to get done in order to fulfill your goals. On Monday, the word of the day is legacy. This is the day of the full moon at 11 Capricorn at 4.38 a.m. Pacific time. Now, Mercury's parallel Chiron. Venus is parallel the nodes. So this could be a day you can think about forgiveness and healing. And, you know, what really lights you up with Venus is pleasure. Parallel the north and south node where you're coming from and where you're going. On Tuesday, the word of the day is independence. Happy July 4th to my fellow Americans. The moon will enter the sign of Aquarius at 1029 a.m. Pacific time. Aquarius is fixed air energy that encourages us to take a step back, detach from our emotions and view things from a higher perspective. Now, because Pluto's at 29 Capricorn, the moon is carrying the energy of Pluto. So there can be some intensity and keep that in mind as you are in dialogue with other people or yeah, avoid power struggles if you can. This is the last time the moon in Aquarius will square the north node in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio before the moon's nodes change signs into north node in Aries, south node in Libra. So there can maybe feel over the next couple of days some urgency about doing something or feeling at a crossroads. Now, I want people to be very safe. Use your intuition. If you are in large crowds, Mercury is parallel Saturn. And this is why I think someone may use a transportation vehicle as some kind of weapon. But it can just be Mercury parallel Saturn, like feeling very focused on something or 
a little pessimistic about the future. So just keep that in mind, but use your intuition and be safe if you are out at any kind of event. On Wednesday, the word of the day is apologies because, you know, Venus and Mars are in Leo, a sign that can show up and show out and be very dramatic and square Uranus. Someone's going to impulsively grab that last drink or overdo it and things like that. Some people are going to be having to say sorry for how they behaved on July 4th. Don't let it be you. Mercury and Cancer is square Chiron. Use your words for healing rather than wounding. Chiron is in Aries. It's also Skescu Square, Saturn and Pisces. So there can be consequences for overindulgence. Saturn consequences, overindulgence. Pisces, be mindful how you speak to your loved ones on this day. Hopefully you have a nice day. On Thursday, the word of the day is holy moly. The sun is conjunct the fixed star Sirius. Sirius is, as I said, the shining one and the scorcher. This is the day Mars, the planet of action, conflict, and assertion. King Kunks is Neptune, the planet of spirituality and compassion. Mars and Neptune together can be people who take action about their beliefs. It's the holy war aspect when they're in hard aspect. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Something may happen in the collective on this day. The disseminating moon phase starts at 29 degrees of Aries. So again, we've got this 29th karmic degree at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Disseminating moons, it's time to share what you've learned, release what is no longer serving you. But watch out for just saying something. Someone's going to say something like really, really cruel with this that causes a real rupture in a relationship. The moon enters Pisces at 10.32 a.m. Pacific time. Pisces is mutable waters. People can get quiet and in their feelings, the tears may flow, especially if someone said something very nasty to someone else but hopefully you won't witness that or experiencing that. It's also a time to, yeah, just get quiet. And I'd love with the Pisces moon over the next couple of days, like listening to beautiful music, pulling oracle or tarot cards for guidance or great things to do. On Friday, the word of the day is recovery. This could be a really nice day. The moon, there's not much going on in the sky. The moon makes sextiles to Uranus and Jupiter. Uranus, great ideas. Jupiter, abundance. This could be a very fun evening to go out and have a beautiful meal and listen to music and go dancing. Yeah, I love that. On Saturday, the word of the day is spontaneous. So the moon enters Aries at 12.19 p.m. So maybe you want to do something unexpected, take the road less traveled. Aries is cardinal fire energy, which initiating energy. It's great to move your body and exercise with the moon in Aries. Now, remember, Mars is approaching that king comes to Pluto. So avoid power struggles unless you absolutely have to get involved with them. You can push yourself further if you're running or exercising or going to the gym with that Mars, King Kong's Pluto. You can really push your energy to lift heavier or something like that is a great way to use this energy. 
So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories, or let me know how the daily themes of the week are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.